This episode of An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by the Great Philadelphia Comic Con, happening April 22nd through the 24th at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania. PhiladelphiaComicCon.com. Yakko, let's get on with the show, shall we? Hello, podcasters. Yakko Warner here. The only podcast we listen to in the Water Tower is An Elegant Weapon. So you clearly are among the geniuses of the world. Good night, everybody! An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 193. I'm your host, Ross Jedi J, the Jedi Ross, J.M. Clark. Welcome back to the L5J Studios, kids. It's fantastic to be here with you again. As I mentioned before there, at the beginning of the show, the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. We're going to be there, along with fellow Points of Interest Podcast Network members, Josh L. Hawkes Hawks and Jimmy McKnight of the Ninja Starship Podcast. So come on down. It's going to be good times. We're going to be there hosting panels, making some pod, doing interviews, talking with all the fine folks I can can't wait it's gonna be good times this week on the show an old friend returns to sit and chat with me about an exciting event coming up in two days hence with today being april 11th on april 13th action lab drops the action verse that's right kids and this week to celebrate the occasion joining me is longtime friend and writer of the first hero from action lab that is mr anthony rutgazer anthony comes and we chill and we hang out and we talk of this great event called the action verse which is basically a crossover event happening between a whole bunch of the action verse titles beginning with anthony's book the first hero very very excited about this event indeed uh little casual chat at the beginning we talk a little batman versus superman to get his feel on that whole situation a little bit of star wars a little bit of this and that but we get into rapping right about the action verse uh and all that good stuff so uh anthony ruckazer good time old time friend for many years from the toronto area he's a good guy Uh, on saturday in fact it was his 45th birthday uh, we had a little celebration at the Office Pub at John and Adelaide, downtown Toronto. 
and it led to a discovery of sorts for me. And I want to give a little bit of shout out to an individual that I met that night, a friend of his going by the word burglar is a rapper in the Toronto area, a geek inspired rapper. And he performed a couple tracks at Anthony's birthday and they were a bad ass, very slick and styly. And this boy's got some talent. So I want you to check out word burglar. Uh, just like it says, go onto the Twitter and find at word burglar and check out this guy's rhymes because, uh, they are very, very cool and they are right up your fan kid alley. So do that up. But for now, here we go. The action verse, me and Anthony, we're going to get up all in that shit talking about that action verse and all those wonderful things. And of course his other work that he's got going down. He's got a new self-publishing company coming out. It's called the aristocrats and it's going to be fun stuff. Exciting stuff indeed. Uh, and again, in two weeks, great Philadelphia comic-con, uh, anything else I need to add? Oh yes. Since we spoke last, the rogue one trailer dropped. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it looks like super fun. It looks like a spy movie in space, which is always, always good. Uh, it's very dark though. Uh, it's not looking very kid friendly, uh, which is an argument that we just had to go through with a particular other movie that launched a, a couple weeks ago with the Batman and the Superman and the tights and the capes and all that good stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how this gets played out. Uh, I've had the thought and idea that perhaps these saga movies, or sorry, the saga movies will continue to stay family friendly. And maybe these Star Wars story movies will be a little bit more skewed to the adult perspective, which would be very, very cool. Because uh, we still love our badass shit. Also, last night dropped on the MTV Movie Awards the Suicide Squad trailer. Uh, trailer was fantastic from the looks of it. Maybe they are trying to show the lighter side a little bit more. But I don't think uh, many of those reshoots that we're hearing about would probably be necessary. Because it looks badass. Uh, DC Extended Universe uh, not quite done yet, kids. So hold on to things. Uh, it's going to be a wild ride. But for now, enjoy my conversation with the wonderful Mr. Anthony Rutgeza. We shall begin. Uh, so, how you been? I'm doing good, man. It's been a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been hiding. I have been hiding. I've been I've been trying to take the international route, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to go global here, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lottie da, Mister. Uh, Chicago was a hell of a town, though, man. That was a good time. You been out there? Uh, no, uh -oh. no, no. I think uh, I think C2E2 might be next year for me. It's uh, definitely a highly recommended show. You do New York every year, though. Yes. And the guy who. What yeah, read pop. Yeah, but it's a specific guy, Mike Renglin or something. Do you know who I'm talking um, about? I probably have his name in my email, but I've never met him. I think his name is Mike Renglin. And he, uh, I guess he does the New York Artist Alley as well as Chicago. Oh, okay. And apparently, is it a, is it a good alley at New York? Uh, it's huge. They have, they put it in a separate building. It's so big. Okay. Um, yeah. That sounds about right. Cause this was the biggest artist alley I've ever seen. Yeah. I, um, I applied for artist alley for, 
uh, for New York this year, which is the first time I've applied. So I'm hoping to get it. And if that works out, then maybe, uh, maybe they'll give me, uh, Chicago next year as well. Cause I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather start, uh, with Artist Alley than, um, than have to do, uh, have to buy a booth. Cause a booth will be a crippling price. Oh yeah, and that's far too much for your needs, anyways. Like, yeah, at least C two E two, the booths were enormous. They were huge, and it was weird because the the publishers that had their booths were way separate from Artist Alley, like on the other side of the building. Yeah, yeah, it's the same way in New York. It was a cool setup, though. So you've only been to New York with Action Lab, then? No, I um, I the first year I went myself. Like I go myself each year. It's just that um. The last couple of years, I've, uh, like the last three, I've gone four years now. And the first year I was there to meet people, uh, 13, 14, and 15, I bunked in at the Action Lab booth. Um, 2012, I went with, uh, uh, went with Motor. Motor, Motor had an Artist Alley table, but he's, He's a fucking agoraphobe. He hates that shit. So. <laughs> I haven't even heard hide no hair of that guy forever. <laughs> uh, he's he's hiding out. We're working on stuff, but does he still work? Has he worked on anything in the last? Oh yeah, year? shit yeah. He's uh, he's doing a uh, he's doing a weekly strip for uh, the Edgar Rice Burroughs people. Right on. And uh, uh, he and I he, he does bits and pieces here. That he's he's. He did a, a job for Panasonic a few uh, about a year ago, and uh, and then you know he and I are working on stuff. So nice, nice. So the big question, Anthony Rutgazer, the big news of the day. Did you see the Rogue One trailer? Yeah, I saw it. What do you think? Uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Did Did you enjoy the Force Awakens? Yes, yeah, I did. I did. Okay, I thought... Uh so I mean, the Rogue One trailer, I like I like Forrest Whitaker in there. That lo- that was a cool surprise. I didn't realize he was in that movie. And uh uh man, Mon Mothma sure looks young. <laughs> it's the same actress from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. All right, just just pointing okay. out. <laughs> Good, we're in agreement then. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's fine. I got no complaints there. I'm just saying. Hey, I'm uh, excited to finally get some see some uh, space kung fu. Fucking Donnie Yen. <laughs> space kung fu has been what's been that's what's been missing from Star Wars for you. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. It was weird because I was tweeting uh, earlier, and I was in a tweet discussion uh, mm-hmm. with good friend Anthony Bachman. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the trailer and I met, he's like, you know, I mentioned, you know, the only thing that would have made it better if that was a lightsaber in Donnie Yen's hand. Mm-hmm. Not an hour later on the internet, I came across a gif of Donnie Yen and somebody had put a lightsaber into that scene where he slices down the lights, the stormtrooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I wasn't the only one thinking it. Now I liked it. I think it looked good, but it looked dark. Yeah. Like even darker than Empire. Like this doesn't look like a very kid friendly movie, you know? No, I'll tell you I'll tell you the thing that I popped hardest for watching that trailer was uh was putting the deflector dish uh 
And that's the shadow that comes across that Star Destroyer, and then you get the shot of them putting in the dish uh, on the Death Star. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, that was... That, that looked fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty good, man. I just, I wonder, because, I mean, half of the world's problems with Batman versus Superman were that it was so dingy and gloomy and dreary and dark. Did, what did yeah, you but think that's, about Yeah, uh, but hold, hold on. Okay. You're dealing with see the problem. The problem is Superman in in that equation. Okay, right. the yeah. bigger the bigger problem is Superman, and um, the fact that uh, people think of Superman. He's he's listen. The line stuck in everybody's head for Superman is truth, justice in the American way. Right. Okay, he he's supposed to be bright and hopeful. As far as most people are concerned, I don't want to see, uh, I don't want to see the Dark Knight Returns starring Superman. I don't want to, like, I mean, there was a, there was a graphic online. Somebody put a meme online. Uh, yes, I think I saw it yesterday where they had a frame of Pa Kent talking to Clark in, uh, the 1970s. Seven Superman and in um, Smallville. Smallville. Yeah, I saw that. And that, yeah. So it's like, hey, do good, be hopeful, and I'm proud of you. And then the last one is, uh, yeah, maybe you should have let them die. Right. You know, it's. Yeah. I do not like. I do not like the Zack Snyder vision of Superman. It's. It's all like. I mean, they, they even he even. For Man of Steel, they even darkened the exposure on the film. There's, there's, you can find online uh, a the brighter version. version. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome too. What, yeah. Where it yeah. actually does make a difference in your mood watching the film. And uh... see, as much as I loved the movie, but I totally agree with that point. Like I was all about the 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 Snyder visuals and like the actual like choreography and all that and the Batman side of it enough that I didn't care too much about the Superman. I was, I was stoked enough with the other stuff, but I, to as much as I like the movie, I totally get that. Now, yeah. does that mean we kind of, cause they kind of tried that with Superman returns, even though there was a lot of things wrong with that movie. Uh, do you think they got to go with it? Did they got to make a straight up Captain America style but here's, version it, well, of it? Like, I'll, t I'll tell you, here's the thing. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I went to see Superman, Batman versus Superman, going in thinking I'm going to hate the hell out of this movie. Right. Uh, from what I had seen, not because I was, not because I wanted to, um, but I mean, anybody who knows me knows I'm a, you know, I'm a grumpy old man. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it shouldn't be a surprise that I went in looking to hate it. I'm Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets. <laughs> you notice I didn't even ask you if you liked it. As well. No, because you know better. Yeah. I went in there expecting to hate it and hoping a small glimmer of hope in the back of my mind, praying, oh my goodness, please let this be good. Right. And it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. It was not as awful as I thought it would be. But it was bad. It was it was not enjoyable. All the Batman stuff, great. You give Ben Affleck the reins, let him write and direct a Batman movie. 
I will throw my wallet at the screen. Right. Okay? But Zack Snyder must be brought to brought to justice for his crimes. <laughs> I don't think it's a crime so much as maybe it's a just crime. what most is, fans did, is, didn't want, right? <laughs> he, he is he is baby Michael Bay. I think he's better than that. I think he's no, no. Okay, just well, okay. okay let's, no, let's he's better than he's better than Michael there. Bay. He's let's just than Mike... look at the Batman scenes, though. You don't think he accomplished those brilliantly? Yeah, but it wasn't a Batman movie. It was Batman I, no, versus totally Superman. Right. I, so I'm supposed yeah. to divorce half the movie so that I can enjoy it? No, I went to see a uh, a whole movie, and on a whole, the movie blew. Right, right. I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that an entire Zack Snyder Batman movie would still be ten times better than any Michael Bay movie. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, and here, it would. <laughs> no, it, no, it wouldn't. And here is why. Did you not because enjoy it, Watchmen either? You don't want me to tell, give you this answer, do you? I do, but did you enjoy okay, Watchmen? Okay, well, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> let me give you this answer. Then we'll talk okay. about Watchmen. All right. If you take all the Superman stuff out of Batman v Superman. You then have to fill it with Batman stuff, right? So that you get a whole Batman movie. Right. And you're just giving him the opportunity to F the Batman stuff up. He can't, he, he, (sighs) (laughs) my problem with the movie, my problems with that movie are are many fold, but part of it, it, it's his directorial choices. It's his story choices. Um, You get a scene with, Batman and Superman in the desert and there's uh there's there's a Superman militia and you get uh the demon troopers from Apocalypse come and then when that whole you really that's a dream sequence that whole dream sequence ends and you cut to Lex Luthor arriving at LexCorp and seeing the devastation and then you realize you see the batarang in the container where the kryptonite was and you realize that batman has stolen lex luthor's kryptonite so what you're telling me is because you wanted to add a 4 minute trailer for the justice league movie which they haven't even written yet <laughs> jam that into the middle of Batman v Superman. And that's what that was. That dream sequence was a trailer for, for justice league. Yeah, I see that because you wanted to jam that into, into the movie I'm watching. I don't get to see Batman beat the crap out of Lex security. Ah, you point. Good you've, point. T- you've given me nothing and taken away something that I wanted desperately. Right. Right, which we didn't get until almost the end of the movie. Like, you get the scene at the beginning, which is cool, when he brands the guy, and then yeah. he's, up, he's up in the corner, yeah. and you can't see him. That was beautiful. And then you get that, that one scene. Like, take the whole movie away. You know, that one scene, though, where he's in there rescuing Martha, mm-hmm. that that was that was beautiful. And that's all you want to see. So I do, I totally no, get your point. In two I and a half hours, see, I wanted to I wanted to see a whole movie of that. That's what I'm saying. In two and a half hours, that's yeah. really a sad amount of that wonderfulness yeah. to see. So, and yeah, that's totally, why, and that's yeah. why I'm, I'm not interested in Zack Snyder's vision of the DC universe. And 
I I fully admit I paid my money to see this movie. Right. I uh, you know I wanted to see. I wanted to see if it could be good. I wanted to see how bad it could be. Whatever. I wanted to see it. I paid my money and saw it. I'm done now. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't. I don't have to. You know, you did man your of, part for sure. Man, man of Man of Steel was a swing and a miss for me. I gave it another chance. Here's your second chance, Batman v Superman. Show me what you got. Zack Snyder showed me that he's got bupkis. <laughs> He doesn't have – I don't care whether other people like it or not. You go ahead. You love that movie. Let that movie be your Citizen Kane if you want. Right. But for me, yeah, he does not get my money again because it's not what I want to see. I totally hear you. That's – you know. It's it's I know see it's it is a shame because there there the people who enjoyed it and you know I'm not saying it was the greatest thing I ever saw it wasn't even my favorite comic book movie but mm-hmm. you know I did enjoy it enough because for what I went in to see but I'm 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 honestly surprised as many people liked it as they even did yeah well listen <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather watch uh, bad Zack Snyder than good Michael Bay right. but but. I don't want to watch bad Zack Snyder. I'm, it, it makes it so. This is isn't this though? Like just beyond whether you like the movie or not, easily the most polarizing comic book movie event to have oh, ever sure. happened. Like I knew there'd be back and forth, and I thought the usual DC Marvel back and forth, but this has been insane. Like, oh sure, sure. The in depth articles, the the in depth, you know, like breakdowns has just been it's been and and it keeps going like people are still so emotional about this movie on both sides but you know but i like i say man i'm i'm done i I wash my hands there's no there's no reason people want a justice loop right yeah but there's no reason for me to continue on with uh with a a a product to why support a product i don't enjoy and i didn't i didn't enjoy that film I totally hear you, man. It's, it's so, actually as much as that. It looked pretty cool. The Rogue One trailer. If there's if there's a Star Wars movie and no lightsaber in it, it's going to be an extremely difficult time for me to go and care to want to really? see it. Really, I swear to that, that. That's what makes the difference. It really like I'm I'm I didn't come into Star Wars through the movies. I was barely old enough. I was six when Jedi came out. Mm-hmm. So I was just old enough to see Jedi and like Ewoks and speeder bikes and lightsabers. Yeah. And then I kind of grew up. You grow up with the cartoons. And then later in life, you know, other things happen. And it was it was the comics and the novels that drew me back into Star Wars mm-hmm. and reading all about the Jedi Order and the new Jedi Order. And yeah. that's that's what hooked me. I mean, you know me. I'm a, I'm a Jedi lightsaber freak. So yeah. you, take, you take my favorite part of the of the whole, you know – ip or whatever out of it and i hear what you're saying like they took your that's not what you wanted to see rogue one as cool as it looks isn't what i want to see okay so so i'm having difficulty getting super stoked for it you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like but if they did that obi-wan movie that would be insane like Mm. like two hours of ewan mcgregor tripping out in the desert trying to deal with (laughs) banthas and stuff that that would be good times indeed you know so yeah you know, okay. so how, what, how was Toronto Comic Con? Uh, very good. Uh, much better than last year. That's uh, good. For me personally, anyways. You were in a good um, spot, weren't you? Who were you surrounded by? 
Uh, I had I was uh, amongst the chapter house people, uh, and uh, of course I had Danny Zabal next to me, and Danny's the artist for my volume two, uh, volume two of, of the first hero. Right. Um, but he's also uh, he's got his own uh, book parked at uh, uh, at chapter house now called uh, Life, Death, and Sorcery. So uh, I ended up. Uh, with uh, Danny on one side and uh, Fearless Fred on the other. That's right. That's right. I remember the picture now. That's nice. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and Fred is Fred's always been cool to me, so uh, yeah, it was it was yeah. good. It was good hanging with Fred. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Sales were decent. You know, I I, I recognize going into conventions that at this point I'm, you know, I'm a I'm a writer with one product to sell, right. and um, you know, I spent some time that weekend drawing. I had a few people come by the table. Uh, Kalman Andronovsky uh, was one of them that he saw me drawing. I was doing a, a, a Dark Knight sketch cover. Which was and, very good, by the way. Thank you. You're you're improving rapidly. Uh, and he saw, and he, he looked down. And he goes, "You draw?" And I go, "Yeah." And he, and he, he just said, to, "Great, another writer who draws." <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, there's not many of those. There's lots of artists who write, but there's oh, not many writers there's, who there's draw. A, there's a there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of writers who draw. Like, I mean, for me, the reason I'm not I'm not drawing the first heroes because I want a better artist than me drawing my book <laughs> um but uh sometime in i know i've been saying this for a couple of years now sometime in the somewhere in the future i will draw one of my own scripts it would be insane of me not to at some point so um yeah well, if you're putting that much time into it too, because honestly, dude, like I, I remember, you know, at least in the past few years since you've actually been making comics that I've seen you doodling and dabbling and, you know, doing fun little prints here and there, like your Joker print and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, but, but that, that cover was really impressive, dude. It was, it was I, like a, a major development. It. it was an obvious development, you know? It, I, I won't be selling that one. I'm keeping Are you practicing a lot though? Like, what I've, I've, uh, I've been drawing a bit more. Uh, on in my free time right now, last week or so, uh, you know, because I still have the web comic that I finally drew, and it was been a year since we did a, 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 one of the web comics, um, and uh, did one of those on the weekend. And um, Heroes of Homeroom C? No, 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 no. Uh, strip Club Strip, which is uh, mildly not safe for work. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Stripclubstrip.com, and. Uh, uh, a homeroom C. We're getting back. Carlos and I are getting back to homeroom C, which I, I'm jumping way ahead here is uh, going to be one of the first two books that I self-publish. Okay. Uh, we're doing. Um, Motor and I are working on a book called uh, Penny Farthing. And uh, of course you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell I don't you. know why that makes so. I don't know anything other than the title, and it makes sense. <laughs> well, that's not the full. The the the, the full title is is Penny Farthing and and the Boy Detectives. <laughs> okay. And uh, it was actually it was a, a completely throwaway line that I said to him uh, in reference to. Uh, a one-page um, comic that we're going to do as as advertising for the self-promotion. 
uh, self-publishing. And um, as soon as I said it, it was like, hey, I, I, I want to write that. <laughs> and yeah, it was just, we, I was coming up with names of fake comics to include in this, in this ad. Uh, it'll make sense when you finally see it. Okay. No, uh, and, fun, and, yeah. uh, and as soon as I said it, it was like, yeah, you know what? There, there's, I can, uh, we both started just yammering that we could instantly see what it would be about. And within a day or so, we had, uh, you know, we had the high concept for Penny Farthing and the Boy Detectives. And, and, uh, I just finished the first rough draft of, uh, issue one. Uh, I'm hoping to keep it to three issues, uh, for the first story arc. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, Where'd we come to? You were going to, you were, we were talking about drawing and you were considering drawing your own. Oh, properties. yeah. At some point, especially now, like I said, I'm going to be self publishing later this year. Uh, under the, the banner, uh, aristocrats comics. And, uh, one of the things, part of my plan is to do some one shots, um, longer than, you know, like somewhere around somewhere between 36 and 48 pages. Um, so following each mini series that I publish, there'll be a one shot of something else. Uh, and, uh, I will almost certainly, um, spend some time drawing. I don't have, like, I mean, there's no timetable on it. Um, but I'll, I'll almost certainly draw one of my own scripts and put it out as, uh, as a one shot. It's exciting. Yeah. So, uh, but in the meantime, like I say, yeah, uh, Penny Farthing with, with Motor and, uh, Heroes of Homeroom C uh with Carlos Granda who did the first issue that you know part of it is online and we I did a little test print last year um and we're going to do that as as three issues as well and um Carlos has been working on another project and I get him back in a in a few weeks and we'll we'll start hopefully start firing out new pages of uh, homeroom C and, uh, by the end of the year, hopefully in time for New York, I'll have the first issue or two of something on stands for people. It's, uh, it sounds like you're going to have a busy, busy year. Man. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I mean, this doesn't happen unless I make it happen. Nobody, uh, nobody's going to come to me and say, Hey, that thing that you almost finished writing, <laughs> Uh, is fantastic and let's sell 20,000 copies of it. You, we don't even have to draw it. We'll just, we'll just publish, <laughs> we'll just publish, we'll just publish your scribbles in that green notebook. And well, it's got to feel doodles. good that you're, you're in the role. It's been a while now that this has been rolling along. You've yeah. been making comics, so it must feel a little more comfortable that you, or at least your confidence must be a little bit higher in yourself to get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I can, I know I can shepherd something through and, um, it being part of action lab has been great because there's been a, um, there's been a support staff there so that, you know, I can, I write it, I give it to my artists, I get the pages back. We, I get them colored and lettered with Fred and, uh, Fred's dressing and I can, 
you know, I can put stuff in the Action Lab Dropbox, and like magic, a few months later, somebody puts a comic book in my hand. Yeah, that's um, sweet. <laughs> well, now, I mean, now, Next step. Yeah. now that magic part is is all going to be back in my hands. I I have I've selected a printer. Um, I'm you know I'll have to make the deal with Diamond Distribution and with Comixology and with Madefire or whoever else. I'll have to make all those distribution deals. Uh, I'll have to I'll be the one who has to make sure that you know the pages are uh, properly formatted when they go to the yeah, to the yeah. printer. All that. Kind it's of, bold of you, man. It's a lot to take well, on. Like each little aspect. That's why a lot of people do kind of join up with these little publishers that are growing because of the fact that they, you know, at least the ones who are good and there to help their. their well, clients, I, 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 I'll tell you, man. It's it's, <laughs> it's a matter of, and this is no insult to anybody involved. This is um, this is purely my way. purely yeah. my ego. As, as I said to I said to the Action Lab folks early on, you know I'm uh, I'm new at this. I don't know I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I need you to be smarter at this than me, or uh, or or else I you know I, I'd be doing it myself. Right. That's the and way. at a, yeah. and at a certain point, you realize, and this is a Ty Templeton thing that it's not it's not magic that anybody does this. It's skills that you learn. And I've I I've learned enough at this point about comics, about producing comics, that I'm pretty certain I can learn the rest. And or and or enough. I'm never gonna know nobody's ever gonna know everything. Right. But I'm 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 pretty certain that I can I can take this well, not just point... from idea from conception of idea to finished Right. Uh, to finished um, product to give to a publisher, I think I can take it from conception of idea all the way to getting it onto a store stand. Right, for sure. Like, because as you learn, you learn how to learn, if that makes sense. Yes, like, it does make sense. Just like learning this podcast, like learning how to, because like when I started the show, I didn't know dick all about anything <laughs> online. Like, I could barely use Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then having to learn how to set up this and then set up a site for that. And then it made – having done that made it easier to learn how to do other aspects of online whatevering, right? So, right. Yeah, and it gets more exciting because, you, you know, like I said before, as you get confident, you want to learn more. And then it starts getting easier. So, you know, that's it's cool, man. There's a – you see that a lot too. Like a lot of comics coming from these publishers, great publishing companies out there, mm-hmm. a lot of first-time comics, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's you know, just what they're yeah. kind of made for. Uh, well, uh, you know, as far as self-publishing goes, I think with some people, uh, some people will start as self-publishers because they don't know how to get their book into the hands of, uh, of, right. of a publisher. Yeah. Some people will do it because they they don't want their book in the hands of a publisher. They want to do it from beginning to end. And, and some people with like, you know, my experience was I've, I've been with a publisher and it's not like I'm saying, it's not like I'm walking away from Action Lab because, you know, volume three, the first hero volume three starts June 15th. So, you know, I'm, I'm there until they say, 
Right. Try to say otherwise. No, but there's both schools of thought. You're but saying I, one, but one I've, like I've you said. It, I've done yeah. it enough. Hey, listen, you go to a restaurant, you eat a meal, you like the meal. Maybe someday you're going to try and make it yourself. So right. that's that's what's happening right. here. I've right. I've decided I, I I want to I want to take the reins fully. I I want to be in control of my product from from beginning to end. Well, that's ever, every creator's real dream in the end, right? Is to build whatever, whether it's on your own or like, uh, I saw Jamal, it's, yeah. uh, Jamal Igle, C2E2. He was on the show. We had a nice little chat. Mm-hmm. I barely recognized them at first. Oh yeah. That son of a bitch making me look bad with all the weight he's lost. Dude, it's, he's literally half the human being. Like, yeah. that's not like, where is it all? I don't understand how yeah. you, like, and his skin is tight and everything. It's just weird. He's, but, uh, you know, yeah, to take on what he's done. Freaking and then, nature. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, even he put certain things aside because he wanted to really focus on Molly Danger and helping build that certain part of Action Lab. Like yeah. being the artistic or creative director or whatever his title is, is that, that takes a lot of time, you know, and. Like it's 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 cool for even a guy like him to be accomplished he is as he is mm-hmm. to even have the option to maybe step away from big two work because he wants to build something more of on his own whether it's completely on his own or with a publisher you know what I mean yeah more of an independent situation where it's with your own two hands I totally yeah. get that you know? yes yeah. no and 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 uh, and Jamal Igel has been uh, tremendous to me uh, since you know, the day I joined Action Lab Comics, uh, before he took on the role of, of, uh, um, uh, head of marketing, um, you know, he was just, uh, he was introduced to me by a mutual friend and, and, and we got to speak and he was, he was, uh, helpful in just getting my, my first Action Lab contract together. And, you know, so, um, yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, no, he's so. he's he's one of those guys who he makes you feel so comfortable and like noticed. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, I've, I've only met the guy what two, maybe three times. Yet he he puts you so at ease. You know what I mean? I love talking to Jamal. He's a yeah. fantastic guy to chat with, and I'm really excited about what he's got coming up. You and I talked about it, but I can't remember if he announced it yet or not. So we're not going to spoil it. But I'm really excited for that little project that you and I were talking about that he's got hopefully coming up uh, next year. But mm. on the date that all you little kitties out there are right now enjoying this show in your ear holes, if you're listening to it on its first day of availability, is April 11th. Yes. It is a, it is a Monday. Two days hence from now. Yeah. <laughs> Two action... days hence from now, action verse number one featuring the first hero. They're, they're, we're doing a thing. And I think we've spoken about this on the show before. We we may have spoken about this last year when it was still uh, Dude, brewing. Dude, it feels like years that this has been brewing. Oh, it's like, been two years that it's yeah, been. Yeah, you guys have been working on this forever. Yes. Oh, God. I'm glad. <laughs> glad, it's, glad it's finally coming out so I can stop thinking about it. Right. Um, uh, we, we're doing a, a crossover between several of the Action Lab comics uh, superhero books. We're creating a combined universe called Action First um, with uh, the first hero, my book, uh, Jamal's book, Molly Danger, uh, Stray, uh, Fracture, and uh, Midnight Tiger. 
uh, Ray Anthony Height's uh, book. And um, uh, it's a six-issue, Actionverse itself is a six-issue miniseries, uh, weekly miniseries. So every week starting this wow. Wednesday. Really? Uh, it's weekly? Yep. Wow. Six, six weeks in a row. That's bold. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be, it's in order, it's Actionverse featuring the first hero, then Actionverse featuring Molly Danger, third week is Actionverse featuring, I, uh, oh man, I'm going to screw this up. (laughs) It's either, uh. I guess you haven't been thinking about it that much, have you? (laughs) Well, hold on, hold on, I want to get it right, because, you know, you don't want to screw this up. Um, so I'm actually I'm actually looking it up to, to make sure I get this away. right. Yeah. So okay. is it Wait working? Here it is. Here it is. Right. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I, I was right. I, was, I wasn't going to screw it up. Uh, in order, it's the first hero, then Molly Danger, then Fracture, then Midnight Tiger, then Stray, and then uh, the wrap-up issue, the end of all things. Um, so each issue of Actionverse is Actionverse featuring one of the five books that's combining together and uh, if you if you go to these stores uh each one has a standard cover it also has a variant cover and all the variants were drawn by ron friends who uh legendary spider-man artist uh friends is the guy the first artist uh, he was the artist on Spider-Man, amazing spider-man 252 which is of course the first ever appearance of the black costume which eventually became venom um so uh it's it's great i i got to meet i got to meet ron in uh pittsburgh last september secret wars that we first saw the suit on that secret wars cut ah okay no you see here's here's what happens the um secret wars the original secret wars was 12 issues 12 monthly issues okay Right. The costume, the black costume, and I might get this wrong, so please don't hate on me, people. The black costume first appears in Secret Wars issue eight. By that time, they didn't skip the the the, the regular series. The regular series were were, were going on. So, uh, Secret Wars is still being published, but all the characters from Secret Wars came back to their books, right? right so right. two, so 252 actually was published months before the appearance of the suit in Secret uh, Wars. Oh, okay. But you know the cover I'm talking about. Where it's I like know the, yeah, cover. yeah, yeah. Okay. I know the cover. All right, All right cool. And if you, if you like that cover, um, which I think was actually... I think the Secret Wars cover was drawn by Mike Zek, who was the artist on um, on Secret Wars. Right. Um, if uh, but it, that that cover, yeah, it was drawn by Mike Zek. That cover uh, is actually pretty similar to um, the style of cover that um, Friends did for the uh, the action verse variant that is cool man. so is uh cool. yeah so actually if you take a look at my website uh, uh com, in the news section there's an article in there uh labeled action versus coming and you'll be able to see uh the all 12 covers for the uh for the series 
So does the, does any does the series bleed into any of the regular runs, or are, are your heroes only going to appear within those six issues? Uh, there is talk of other crossovers. Um, like, will the universe be permanent, or was this kind of like a multi-dimensional thing, and they all end up back in their own universes, or will this continue to be a shared universe? Both. Both okay. of those answers are correct. All right. It'll continue to be a shared universe. I love but, uh, comic books. <laughs> yeah. It'll continue to be a shared universe. Um, Molly Danger, Midnight Tiger, and Stray being the most uh, connectable. They share an Earth. Um, Fracture comes... Uh, the, the characters from Fracture come from their own Earth. My character comes from his own Earth. So... Um, um, is Fracture the one with the rabbits? No. Which no. one's the one with the rabbits? You're thinking about Itty Bitty Bunnies, which is... No, the warrior rabbits with the grim, like the big bear that when you look into its eyes, uh, it like makes you forget everything. It's... Uh, oh, it I'm not a sure. A years ago. Are you thinking about Skyward? I might be. Yeah, uh, well... The, yeah, I, pr- I, I, always, I get Skyward and the Jeremy Dale book mixed up. No, Je- Skyward is the Jeremy Dale book. And that's the one with the hero, isn't it? With the, the, the white... The kid. The kid and the dog and... Yeah, okay, that's okay. And what's the other one with the with the superhero? With the white hooded superhero that's got like blue and a white cape? That's Fracture. The, the, okay. the, the character's name is Virtue. Right. But the book is called Fracture. And within Fracture is also the boy with the dog and the and the warrior rabbits. No. Which book's that? <laughs> no, that's that's Sky. That's Skyward. Okay, that's Skyward. Okay, I'm straight now. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Skyward has nothing to do with the. No, we, we you know when it was when it was I think when it was originally the crossover was originally conceived. Um, there. There were uh, had been plans to ask Jeremy if uh, he wanted to be involved, and the problem is, of course, Jeremy Dale passed away, right? Um, leaving leaving Skyward unfinished. Um, so yeah, of course, yes. that that kind of that kind of put any participation of of those characters into limbo. Uh, and I I think I was I'm was probably the last creator uh, brought on board for this. Um, and of course, my my participation in it completely changed the story because you had to, you couldn't have a story that began with Jake Roth sharing a world with Midnight Tiger or Stray or Molly Oh, that Danger. totally screws up your whole mo. It would, yeah, it would. <laughs> except I said, so you people know, in case you don't know, the first hero is based on the idea that in this world. The the anybody who gets superpowers goes criminally insane. Yeah. So and then there's one guy, Jake Roth, who manages to keep his sanity even though he gains superpowers. Yeah. Hence, if there were other good superheroes, that would screw up. That would that would totally invalidate right. the, uh, <laughs> the the premise. So right. uh, so you know, I basically said to everybody, yes, I'd love to be involved, but you know, we all know the premise of my book. So here's what we should do as a plot. So on a very, uh, on a very basic level, I laid out the plot for Actionverse based on, uh, based on what they would are, they had already been talking about. I, yeah, I, I re-engineered the right, plot. Right, right, 
And then uh, Vito Del Sante, who has been uh, running this show for us, um, he came in and, and uh, you know, well, he was already there uh, and, and did a fantastic job, um, you know, shepherding this whole thing to, to publication. So, um, but I, I, you know, <laughs> when I, when they invited me in, I kind of, yeah, I kind of bullied my way around and said, well, we got to change the plot to fit me and I'm going to write. <laughs> and I, and that's I, a pretty major, that's not just like, because I, you yeah. were stuck on a plot point. No, that's no, the no, entire no. existence. The, of your, the your most story is predicated the, on this idea. Yeah. It, it, it made the most sense. I wouldn't have suggested it if it didn't make the most sense, but I said, you know, I, I, I want to write the first issue. It's, it makes sense. It makes more sense as far as story goes for the story to begin with Jake and then move to where the other characters are. So I don't, I'm trying not to give away too much of the plot, but of course. So, so uh, where in chronology is this? Is it like, uh, this is between volumes. This is between volumes two and three. Okay. Uh, And um, in the first issue of volume three, um, there's actually going to be a bit of a flashback to action verse. What happens in the action verse miniseries will, uh, absolutely affect Jake's character. I'm not, we're not just going to do it and then pretend it didn't happen. It's going to, uh, Jake is, uh, Jake is changed by what happens in the action verse miniseries. So there are repercussions oh, sure. to events. Well, that's good then. You know, you gives you something, gives you some fodder to work off too, right? Yeah, yeah. Just kind of keep the it's momentum been great because rolling. It, it actually solved a problem. Uh, for, well, not a problem, but it 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 helped me clarify um, something about Jake uh, that uh, I didn't think I was going to address until further down the line as far as the story went. And I wasn't even sure how I was. Yeah, I guess it was a problem. I wasn't sure how I was going to address it, but with, uh, with the needs of the action verse storyline, I was able to, um, well, I, I can, I'll, I can tell you a bit about it. I was able to define the source of Jake's power. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. So if you, if, if you've been reading the first hero, and you want some insight into uh, that crazy orange glow, then yeah, because you've <laughs> left it kind of aloof, it. you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So, because yeah. I mean, that's one of the. Did things... you expect? Were you looking for that, or did it just kind of occur to you on a whim after coming off the action verse story? No, it it was at, it was as we were putting action verse right at the beginning of putting together action verse uh, when I joined, um, and we had to make changes to the story. We had to, we had to find a way for Jake to get to the Earth with, uh, with Molly and right, 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 right. Midnight time, yeah. So, uh, so that this was the this was the fix. This was the problem solving that we did. Right. So, has yeah, it, have you always had the that basic without spoiling whatever it is as. Have you ever know always known where it came from? Or nah, no, <laughs> nah. I didn't have a clue. <laughs> nice. There's some stuff, and this may, I, this probably makes me a, a you know a piss poor writer, but there's some stuff that I just 
like even in my own stories, I, I, I think to myself, well, I need an explanation for this. And then I decide, nah, no, I don't. Yeah. No, well, I don't. Was it Grant Morrison? What's it? Grant, why is it important? <laughs> Grant Morrison said something very similar once, and I can't remember what it was, but yeah. somebody asked him the explanation behind something, and he was just like, "Who cares? Like, yeah. it just yeah. doesn't fucking matter." Like, yeah, because they're superheroes. Why do I need to explain that part? Like, <laughs> yeah, it totally makes sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, does does uh, the DC Rebirth is that affecting anything that you read? Do you, do you read any DC? Um, very, days? very little. Um, I was reading Batgirl, but I fell off the last couple of months. Right. Uh, I was reading Batman, but I fell off the last couple of months. Um, that's a sad one to see. End, man. I was reading, I was reading Harley Quinn, but I fell <laughs> off the last couple of months. I've actually, I've fallen off. I was already falling off the, uh, the, the DC books that I, um, that I was reading. Uh, so, Rebirth affects me not a bit. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I'm sad to see Snyder and Capullo get broken up, it's kind of cool that it ends on that 52-issue run mm. of the new 52. Oh, like, man. It's you nice know, to bookend it that way. But yeah, that was, the, that was oh, hold on. I got I to gotta, I gotta do it. The DC... <laughs> I got to do it. The DC fetish, and that's what it is. It's not... A, it's not it goes beyond obsession. It's it's a fetish because I think I think somebody might be touching themselves as they whenever they say the word fifty two. The DC <laughs> the DC. I just talk, I just talked myself out of ever working for DC. I hope you. Yeah right. I hope, I hope you appreciate that. Yeah, I'd love to hear you turn down that opportunity. <laughs> it's not that they're never gonna offer it to me. I'm talking oh. crap. They're never gonna. Well, why not, Mister Didio? Well, I heard a podcast. You're a jerk. You got a problem with fifty two? Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, uh, but the, the fetish with the number fifty two is just insane. Um, you know, the new fifty two, and they bring out fifty two books, and then they cancel ten, and they've got to replace them with ten, and then they cancel eight. They have to replace them with exactly eight, and then you know they finally <laughs> fell off the number fifty two quietly, quietly, quietly. <laughs> Yeah, you know, come on. Does why does there have to be eight Green Lantern books? Why does there have to be? And and, and eventually, when they started canceling stuff and replacing it, instead of coming up with instead of as t instead of taking a chance on something really new, um, they started just well, we'll just add another Bat book. Right. Here's here's. Another here's we, we need we'll make to what sells. You right? need two robins. You need yeah. you we know need five robins. Yeah, you talking so, about? Yeah, we are. Uh, you know, so just to try and keep the number. Of, uh, come on, just well, why I don't, don't think just, that's why, why just they, come up with a slate of products that's good. Yeah. I think it was a little just coincidental though in the case that their year run it ended on like the number 52 after 52 weeks and you really you really think it was coincidental well, the contract was up i think you know i think it happened because i don't think it's actually 52 i think their run ends officially on on issue 50 yeah unless i'm mistaken but uh you know but do still... you but do you think do you think that that first set the fact that rebirth is coming where that first set of books reaches the fifty-second issue. Do you think that's a coincidence? What? Say again. What do you mean? Okay. 
So you're 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 scheduling rebirth, and right. you could you could you could end all those series at issue fifty, or you could end them at sixty. You could end them at fifty nine. You could end them at oh, 50. it's definitely conscious. Absolutely, yeah. it's yeah. conscious. That's what I'm, yes. that's what I'm saying. But I don't it's, think it's been like it's, planned it's, for it's like the years. fetish. It's the <laughs> it's it's a fetish with the number fifty two. Yeah, well maybe they'll get they need a right they need a safe word. <laughs> Their safe word should be yeah. Snyder. Dude, I've <laughs> I've fallen off a lot, man. I don't think I'm gonna keep up with too much. No. After See, that's... the change. Although the Star Wars, I've been I've been reading tons of the Star Wars comics because mm-hmm. they've just been getting actually better and better. Yeah, I like the but, Star Wars comics. You but... know, it's it's even a chore these days to try to keep up with the indies, though. You know, there's so much good shit happening right now that. I came home from C2E2 having bought more comics than I've ever bought at any Comic-Con ever, and none of them were... I think the biggest one I had was Wayward from Image, Jim Zub, and I think that was like the most recognized comic that I, I bought that weekend, the entire weekend. I came home with like 20 just badass indie comics, and they've all been crazy good too, you know? So... You know, I think, I don't know, I never thought I'd get to a point where I'd almost be actually done with the big two. Like, I'm done with Marvel. I haven't bought a Marvel comic in maybe, like, a year now. Yeah, you see, I still give, I still give probably... Maybe Wolverines occasionally, but... I still, I still give probably maybe half my monthly uh, comic book money to Marvel. Uh, between, between the Marvel Universe and... Uh, now the Star Wars stuff. Like, I mean, I if I said, man, I'm just I'm done with Marvel, except for Star Wars, <laughs> you know. So they 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 they're now thanks to I Disney. I forget to count that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I thanks to, to keep thanks to Disney, they're going to keep an amount, yeah. a certain amount of my money every every month now. Do you read anything locally regularly? Locally. Like anything local, regularly by anybody in the city? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Jason Liu's um, pitiful human lizard. pitiful human lizard. Uh, it's been exploding lately, eh? Uh, yeah. And well, just as far as like media coverage, he's been all over the place. Like yeah, newspapers and shit. And Earth. and of course, um, you know, uh, Danny's book, uh, Life, Death, and Sorcery. I'm. I'm uh, I'm mad at him that it's going to it's going to be coming out quarterly because you know I I've read the first fifty pages of that story I want more so right right right, right. you know and you know right. Captain uh, Captain Canuck um you know hey the, the what is it called uh North Shield Northguard Northguard it seems pretty cool man I want to check that out well Northguard originally uh, like his buddy or whatever <laughs> Northguard originally came out. I want to say 25 years ago. Um, and, uh, this is, you know, in, in with, with the, the Captain Canuck revival, yeah. um, they're reviving Northgard. And, and that was a series that I, 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 I had, I collected it from the beginning oh, yeah. and, and loved it, loved it, wanted more. And then it just. Are kind you of, cooking? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, you can hear that. Sorry, buddy. That's yeah, all right. Sorry, it that was like just... you're cooking an egg. I was like, no, are you no. podcasting and cooking breakfast? No, that's <laughs> that's water. Water was running. Sorry, dude. No, um, right. 
Uh, <laughs> Northgard was Northgard was great. It was it was. I didn't fun, know he and... was already part of the story back then. I thought he was like a new iteration that they were kind of branching off. Because I know there's been three Captain Canucks. Yeah, so right, I, I'm, like I'm not sure how they're type things. Yeah, I haven't really spoken to them. I'm not sure how they're going Do you know about Richard. Uh, Richard Comley, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I've met him a few times. Yeah, I right. wouldn't. I wouldn't say you know. I, yeah, I you know, know him or we're friends or anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I've met him a few times over the years. Um, and uh, like the chapter house stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm checking out the chapter house stuff because I have friends involved. So that's. You know, and that's 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 probably the way I I check out most books now is <laughs> right, is right. do I do I know somebody who's doing that? Yeah, pretty much. It's the only way to keep things straight to actually be able to put a face to the comic these yeah. days. <laughs> but uh, no, um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to Northgard, and then you know, hopefully uh, with Chapter House being uh, successful is is inspiration for me to. Uh, to, to start publishing and, 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 and hopefully make a go of things. Um, and I have, I have no plans other than, uh, other than probably something by Lee and, and maybe something by Danny Zabal. I, I really, I don't have any plans to, I'm certainly not going to be accepting random submissions anytime soon. <laughs> you know, like 80%, 80% of what aristocrats puts out will, have my name uh in the credits uh so you know maybe at some point down the road i'll start looking at um at other people's stuff and and i think that's the first time tonight you've actually said the aristocrats which will be one of the two projects you're mentioning you want to self-publish no no the aristocrats is the name of the is the name of the 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 company aristocrats comics limited the uh the first two things that we're publishing are are Penny Farthing and right, right. Uh, and Heroes of Homeroom C. And then I have a, a one shot planned that um, Sam Agro and I are talking about doing. Nice. And um, and then I have another one shot that uh, I'm uh, hoping uh, Jamar Nicholas uh, out of Philadelphia. Uh, I talked to him about doing it with me, and that's I've had that. Uh, it's it's a, it's a story I've had in my head for a while, and uh, now you know, this is the best opportunity to do something with it. Why aren't you doing Philly again? You have something else happening. Why am I not doing Philly? You mean that the um, great Philly greater... con? Yeah, I don't know. I never talked to him. Really? I know they're your boys, but. I could have swore that you had something going on or something. When's the what, – what's the date this year? Uh, it's very soon. It's April 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Uh, oh, well, the 24th, I'll be at GTA Comic Con in Oakville. That's why it was GTA, which I'm kind of upset I'm missing because that's my, like, favorite one day of the – like, one day con of the year. Yeah. Like, Steve puts on a fantastic show. He like, does. He does. Yeah, I, I love doing it. For a one day con, it is absolutely perfect. Yeah. But at the same time, we'll have to get you in next year because I know you have kind of roots in Philly. Well, you know? the first hero is, is the story is in Philadelphia, based in Philadelphia. So, but that comes from your old school wrestling days as well. You've built a bit of you know yeah, I connection love, I, there, I, right? I, I used to you love friends, in Philly. So yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking forward to it. You know, you know what you should get in on uh, Toronto Comics Anthology. They just got funded for Volume Three. 
Yeah, I've I've I've, I've spoken to them, but I mean, you know, that's. I, I'm saying next year you should. Get I'm it not do uh, a two pager or something. Yeah, but I, you know, look, I'm not inviting myself in anybody's house. They can if they're fuck that. If they're you got we got no room for humility in this business. No, 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 no. It's got nothing to do with humility. It's got. If to there's do, a Toronto oh. comics anthology, you should be in it. That it's just as simple as that. If you need someone to glaze the nomination <laughs> by doing it for you, I will happily represent the negotiation. But I, but uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but that's the, that's not even the point. Is uh, listen, I with getting Aristocrats started, I'm that is going when, once I'm up to full speed. That's going to be my thing. Right. Um. So. Well, anything can't give two pages to the city oh you love. my god <laughs> listen to you i'm just grinding your gears mr retgazer G- guilting me <laughs> guilting me on other people's behalf that's you're a cruel one mr grinch uh, I haven't even read the thing yet, but I did back it, and then I'm excited to see it. There's some cool, you know, a few people we know are involved with that, so I'm excited to to see that happening. And that was uh, another cool thing about C2E2 is there was an entire row in in Artist Alley that was nothing but Canadians. Oh, very good. Like, it was like Perez and Hepburn and Manipal and, you know, Jim Zub. They're all in this one. Well, actually, Jim was in another line up but he was with a few people but all the raid guys yeah were all lined up there was like 12 of them all in this one spot and it was it was really cool man it was really cool to see and not one person i talked to didn't kill it that weekend cool. like everybody cool. was just like i've sold twice as much as i've ever sold like props to chicago you've got some actual comic book fans going on there you know yeah no i I've wanted to do C2. I have, I have a couple of friends in Chicago. I've, I've wanted to do C2E2 for a while, but it just, you know, it, it makes more sense for me to wait until I uh, have more product, more and more varied product to, right, uh, right, to bring right. there. But, uh, and, oh, but listen, as far as the Toronto Comics Anthology, I, I've spoken to Andrew Stevenson. He's, he's been really cool in talking to me. If, if Andrew wants me on board, all Andrew has to do is 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 uh, is <laughs> oh, I see <laughs> open invitation. But I'm not no. <laughs> I'm saying I, I don't want it to set. see. You've put me in this. <laughs> you notice how I didn't swear during this entire segment? Why? And now what's going to, on? Now I have to swear. What's fucking happening? And now here? I have to swear. You've put me in this fucking position, <laughs> Clark. Where uh, where now I have to now I have to say <laughs> just bullshit well, no, because I don't great. want anybody to think that I'm too fucking good for Toronto Comics. I'd love to be in a Toronto Comics anthology, but I'm also not nudging Andrew to say, "Hey, why the fuck am I not in your book?" Nah. Well, you know? now that you've, <laughs> now that you've thoroughly explained yourself, the he podca- doesn't. You can he, let the podcast speak for it. He can listen. You're a dick, dude. <laughs> you're a fucking dick. I'm just trying to make wonderful, beautiful things happen. You're. Okay? A, you're t- I'm just trying to unite the clans. Trying to build a community here. That's what I'm trying to do. (laughs) You're a shithead. I'm I'm trying to keep Toronto indie comic industry strong. You're a a shithead, and I'm going to get you for this. Ah, Anthony, you're the best. Um, (laughs) Fucking make everything awkward, Clark. (laughs) 
Listen, wrap this, sh- <laughs> wrap this shit up and tell them where they can find your awkward shit. Okay, here's my. <laughs> uh, you can find me. My, I, I just, uh, I just redid my website, ruttgazer.com, R-U-T-T-G-A-I-Z-E-R.com. Uh, and lots of stuff in the news section. I'm going to try and keep that updated regularly. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at, uh, 16 hectares, the numbers one and six, and then hectares, H-E-C-T-A-R-E-S. Um, you can also find me at, uh, aristocrats HQ on Twitter, though that's, there's really nothing happening there yet. Um, and on, uh, Instagram, at 16 hectares, all spelled out, S-I-X-T-E-E-N-H-E-C-T-A-R-E-S. I am. I'm spelling fast without screwing up. Uh, oh, well, well. <laughs> on April 13th, uh, Action Verse number one featuring the first hero will hit stands. Uh, at sometime, sometime later in April, the Kickstarter for the first hero volume three will start and will run for 30 days. That soon, eh? Yeah, very this soon. Month? Very. Oh, I didn't know it was coming so soon. Yeah, later this month. Uh, probably once I get my act together, probably the, you know, the last week of the month or somewhere between the, somewhere between the 20th and the end of the month, I'll, I'll start the, the Kickstarter. Right. Uh, and then on Wednesday, June 15th, because Action Lab gets guaranteed days, shipping days now, which is Fan friggin' tastic. Nice. Uh, Action Lab releases the first hero, Wednesday's Child, which, uh, number one, which is our, our the third volume of our book. Um, so if you check out rutgazer.com right now in the news section, there's an article about it, and it includes a pre-order form that you can print out, fill in, and take to your local comic book shop and make sure that you get a copy of... The first hero, Wednesday's Child, number one. Very cool, man. Very cool. And as you said, uh, April 24th, you're going to be at the... uh, April 24th, GTA Comic Con in Oakville. and uh, That's right. They've moved it, haven't they? Uh, it's even closer to me now. It's usually in Burlington, and they've moved it to Oakville, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's at the uh, Oakville Conference Center on uh, Wycroft Road. Yeah, and oh, then it's so it's like five minutes from me, and I there you go. Oh, you here. suck. Uh, yeah. Also on Saturday, May seventh, free comic book day. Danny, mm. Danny Zabal, and I will be at Planet X Comics uh, in the beaches in Toronto, two 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 seven Queen Street East in Toronto, and uh, at the end of May, May twenty sixth through the twenty ninth, I will be in Orlando, Florida, for MegaCon at the Orange County Convention Center. Very cool. What's the date of that one again, Say May 26th through the 29th. Right. And to remind you kids, I will be May 13th. We are going to be in Motor City for Motor City Comic Con. Ah. Uh, also, we are officially now going to be doing Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah. Which I believe is June 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I'm trying to keep them straight. See, I just gotta I just gotta follow you around and get into these conventions, all these extra Oh, well, we're gonna hook it up. We're gonna work it around. Well, it's kind of funny you say that. I was thinking about trying to stick closer to home yeah. next year. But for some reason, I just, I, I don't know. I've, all these other shows, they just, they just want the weapon. I don't know what it is, well, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Once, <laughs> uh, once Aristocrats gets up and running, then, uh, then I'll start 
I'll I'll start bugging you. See what I'm what I didn't want to do to Andrew, I'll do to you. I'll start bugging you to <laughs> hey, you gonna you gonna get the hookup so I can get a table at this con or something? Well, you've done enough family <laughs> favors for me that uh, that's that's totally expected. You're, and, uh, you're always my plus well, one. Ho- hey, hopefully we'll, we'll, hopefully I'll, I'll still be there to hold your pocket at Fan Expo this year, buddy. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, listen, it's your name on the thing, so uh, uh, you're beautiful. You're my you're uh, you're guest rut gazer for as long as you want. And one last question: Yes, uh, uh, Handsome Genius Club is it returning? Uh, I don't know. Eventually. You made this party because you mentioned recently when you redid your website that you you might be getting some podcasting going. Well, on. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I I I have done is I um I sound like I'm gonna sound like such a uh, jerk saying this. I bought a selfie stick <laughs> and uh, recently there's a group of us a uh, group of wrestlers that. Uh, we'll go to the, see the major pay-per-views. We'll go to, we'll go to a, a Cineplex. We'll go to a theater to see them. And we went to uh, WrestleMania at, uh, at Cineplex and I took the selfie stick and we filmed a bunch of stuff afterwards because the smartest thing I could have done uh, would have been to turn a camera on as soon as the lights went up at Batman Superman and filmed what we had to say about the, uh, the bunch of us had to say about the movie. <laughs> that would have gone viral. That could have um, been great. <laughs> so I don't want to make that mistake again. So I bought the selfie stick and we filmed a bunch of stuff and I, I did a little editing and I like it. There's still more work to be done to make it really something that'll, that might go viral, might, you know, turn into a series, but that might be the next iteration of, yeah. of the handsome genius club. Just so. be careful. That's, that's cool to hear, man. Also be very careful. Mm. Uh, Dan Doherty, he, uh, does a book called Beardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazing guy, really cool artist. He was at C two E two. He recently posted a picture or a little video on Instagram yeah. of his daughter rocking out to Prince. Yeah. You know, Prince is just I think it was playing on a karaoke machine or the radio or whatever, kids rocking out. Mm-hmm. His Instagram gets shut down and he gets a cease and desist letter a cease and desist letter from Prince. <laughs> What an asshole. He's on day six of being banned by the purple one, as he says. <laughs> what an ass. And he's having, he's been having fun with it. Like he actually came like across a picture of like Prince and took a selfie with it. Yeah. Like, you know, he's following me and shit, but it, <laughs> yeah, but Hey, my kid likes your music. Oh, well that's a copyright yeah. issue. <laughs> totally what a dick. dick. <laughs> You know, look. If you're gonna be a uh, if you're gonna be a recluse, then go be a recluse. Stay out of people's hair, you weirdo. Yeah. I, I, I love a lot of I love a lot of Prince's music, but you know, I also yeah. am fully aware that he is just a weirdo. Uh, just that's a that's a whack job, a talented whack job, but <clears throat> a whack job nonetheless. Uh, I'm gonna see you this Saturday. Oh, very good. Uh, Aaron and I are coming down to celebrate your 45th uh, birthday. Yeah, getting old. It's it's exciting, man. My next year is my 40th, so I've got one more year left to to be a stupid kid because as everyone knows our 30s are our 20s nowadays. So you're not looking that bad, old man. What are you talking about? You gotta you gotta stop <laughs> doing stuff because you turn 40. What? Uh, no, no, you just have to stop seeming like you're having as much fun doing it. Oh, what a load of crap, dude! <laughs> I'm not. I don't, I'm not. I'm not gonna stop buying Lego. 
That's right. You've been a grumpy old man since you were like 14. I've been so. a grumpy old I've, listen, I've been a grump, I've been a grumpy old man since 17, 17. 17 was the first time I ever stood on uh, on my front step and shook my fist at kids. Awesome. Oh, kids, uh, on that note, that is all we are going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. <laughs> Take it easy. Bye. Awesome.